Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. We have an amazing, amazing individual. His name is Troy Colmer. Some may be aware of Troy. Troy's been around our church for years. He also started something recently called Sober Athletic Wear. And the story behind it, well, we're going to get into that today, so I won't tell you the story behind it, but it is really cool, really inspiring, really encouraging. And what also happens is Troy goes pretty deep into his own story. Friends, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast. I am so thrilled to have a very good friend and someone who continues to inspire me. I am sure his story is going to inspire you as well. This is Troy Colmer. Troy, thanks for joining us today on the Good News Podcast. I'm really excited to have this conversation, not just for everyone else, but actually even just for me. There's so much behind your story. Um, it's so encouraging. But tell us a little bit about the journey that took you to start uh, Sober Athletics. Well, it started... Um as, as like most things do, it's just a thought in the mind that, uh, exactly. you know, I was um, always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to have a small business to run and, and try that, dabble in that a little bit. Never got really around to it throughout my life, been working and raising a family mm -hmm. and things like that. So um, the idea came to me, I, I saw something in my mind, a, a logo first that came, which you can see that I'm wearing today. Yeah, glad um, you did. That, uh, yeah, repping the brand, you got to rep the brand. Absolutely. So, um I saw this logo in my mind and um, I really um, wanted to reach out and let people know that it's okay to um, admit, first of all, that there's some issues going on in their life and um, to destigmatize the word um, sober. So mm -hmm. my company's called Sober Athletic Wear. Mm -hmm. um, the athletic wear part is more of a, you know, as you can tell, I dress, I'm kind of casual. So I like to yeah. wear a hat. I like to wear, you know, hoodies and t-shirts and that type of thing. So it was kind of in my wheelhouse of what I wear on a daily basis. And I was wondering, what can I put this logo on to get out into the public and for me to generate some revenue? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not about the revenue. It, the initial idea came to, as I said, destigmatize the mm -hmm. word sober but also allow people a forum to um, support people that are going through mental health and addiction uh, issues in their lives. So I've been in treatment. I've, I'm uh, an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I've, um, you know, recently really just come to actually believe and, and um, admit it hundred percent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so October 5th, 2021 um, was the day that I, I really did take a stand and, and share my story from the most honest place that I ever could. Mm. Um, as you know, we'd have discussions in the past about um, some of the issues that I had in my life and I've been on a road to recovery since um, November of 2014, but I wasn't real truthful to myself um, throughout that seven-year process because I really, in my deep in my heart, um, was lying to myself about my issue. And uh, so I appeased people. I appeased my family. I appeased people around me. And I um, had stints of not, you know, of sobriety. And, and sometimes I would have some relapses or slips, as we call them. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole time trying to move towards a place of sobriety and the reason was because I had um, some mental health issues going on in my life um, that I've now discovered um, from childhood um, 
and maybe even some predisposition mm-hmm. genetically to um, using a substance to relieve stress and mm-hmm. things like that in my life. So if you saw me from the outside of my house, a lot of people wouldn't realize that I even had this issue um, unless I told them. Mm-hmm. So it came to a point in my life for me to get healed um, for myself, I needed to be honest and I needed to be honest um, mostly to myself. Well, not mostly, completely to myself. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I was able to really just share everything about me. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background as, as well, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a big, long story mm-hmm. of how this all happened and, and how it came about. So I had, I went into a treatment program on November 1st of this past year, and I spent 20 days, so four weeks um, in therapy, learning why I had um, used alcohol as a coping mechanism mm. for my life. So I've been diving in deep into um, my past. I've been diving deep into my psyche, um, all different aspects of uh, cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy, all kinds of different things like that. So that's where my passion lies for the word sober and destigmatizing it. The other thing that I found through this process is that people aren't just getting sober from normal things that we think about when mm-hmm. we hear the connotation of sober of alcohol or drugs and it, having an addiction. There's all kinds of reasons why people would want to get sober mm-hmm. from um, food, from sex, pornography, people mm-hmm. use shopping, um, social media is an addiction now that, uh, you know, even our younger generation is getting, and even myself, I find myself on the phone way mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. I need to put it down. So the, a lot of things that yeah. we, we fill our time or boredom with are, are um, if we're anxious or we're having these type of things, we use things to self-medicate. So the reason that I chose sober is, first of all, um, I found a lot of shame surrounding that word, and I found a lot of um, anxiety from that word Mm -hmm. that people um, felt. So I wanted to give people permission to um, support other people, first of all, by wearing the logo and saying, starting a conversation, really. So if someone saw this, and me wearing it, hopefully mm-hmm. they would ask me, like, what's up with the yeah. sober shirt, or what do you, what's that mean, so or what are you doing? Does, can I ask, does that happen? Yeah. I'd love to hear. Yeah, yeah the odd time. Yeah. I think people are very shy about it okay. because they don't want to be too intrusive. And uh, on, on, I opened the business during the pandemic, so yeah. we haven't actually been out in the okay. public too much yeah. wearing. You're preparing people. I'm preparing to go. people. Yeah. So it, it's actually been a good thing because it's allowed me to continually grow at a slow pace um, and and you know, kind of get myself established yeah. and, and kind of get a vision of where I want to go. Um, but the idea behind the company really was to raise some revenue to give back to people who maybe can't afford to get treatment. Awesome. There is a lot of great treatment in Ontario. That's where we're, we live yep. and where we're, bought, you know, we're broadcasting from. But um, so my idea was to try and raise some money, give back to people uh, in a certain way. So attached to a, a charity or mm-hmm. um, maybe even create kind of like a scholarship type mm-hmm. thing where mm-hmm. if someone need a little bit of extra help to go do something, maybe it's even just daycare to take yeah. care of their kids as they take some time Beautiful. off or yeah. whatever it would Absolutely. be. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite there yet either. Okay. Still a lot of this stuff is in the infancy stage and and building ideas of how to move forward. But the real concept was to 
first of all, raise some money to help people. Um, it gave me um, the courage to tell my story. So not only do I want to sell a product, I also want to be able to go, you know, visit schools or visit businesses mm-hmm. if they have um, situations where they think that somebody can come in and, and talk about an issue that people don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of hours that are that people, um, you know, businesses lose because of people being ill in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that comes from um, a lot of mental health issues and mental health issues usually turn into an addiction issue. Um, sometimes for people. Yeah. I haven't met too many people yet in my travels that haven't had some sort of trauma or mental health concerns um, that l- had led to self-coping through some sort mm. of method. So often there's way more underneath the addiction than than people even absolutely. realize. Yeah. There yeah. absolutely yeah. is. The, the mental health yeah. aspect and childhood trauma and, and the things that I've read, mm-hmm. um, Gabor Mate is one gentleman who is a, a doctor who spent a lot of time in mm. uh, Vancouver and working in the streets there and wrote a book in the realm of hungry ghosts and talks about um, the traumas that he's seen in his patients. Mm-hmm. And if, if you look for him on YouTube, you can find him and he'll mm-hmm. talk about how he almost 100% says that childhood trauma uh, has resulted in um, addictions for people, mm. whatever that might be. He himself had an addiction to uh, shopping for music, hmm. so he would his. I think his thing was um, classical music, so he wow. wouldn't have one CD back then when there were CDs people yeah, used. Yeah. He would have ten of one particular CD. Wow. So and he found I guess comfort in from this music and shopping, and so he tells his story about it as well. So it can come in many different sure. forms. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a long way to say that it, it's really about. You know, selfishly, it's for me to tell my story and really is a good therapy for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a business person, so I wanted to start a small business, not just for myself, but also to help other oh, people. Absolutely. That's yeah. one of the goals. And the and the third goal, I would say, is to destigmatize um, the word. Yeah. And for people who have addictions, not to feel the shame uh, surrounding that, because mm-hmm. there's always a story that people don't know behind that. Mm-hmm. And... I'm hoping that um, conversations will get started just by seeing this logo Mm -hmm. and people will ask. And then when they ask, you can tell our stories. Or if you're a person who is supporting somebody who has an addiction of some sort and wear it, you don't yourself have to be, you know, um, going through an addiction to wear this shirt. I just want to make that clear. This is for everybody to wear. And I would encourage that because... If you have someone in your life that you love or some a friend or in general just have a heart for people who are going through an addiction issue and mental health issues, this can really create conversations where we talk all year round about it. Yeah. You know, we have certain days in the media that we do talk about it, which are fantastic. And I support that. Mm-hmm. But this is something that we have to take action mm-hmm. with. No mm-hmm. more just talking about it. We need to put things into action yeah. because people are dying. The overdoses that have happened since the pandemic has started is astronomical. Yeah, yeah. No, it, the numbers are almost yeah. even greater, if not greater, than the actual COVID deaths. Yeah, it's a very, very serious thing yeah. that's going on, and the mental health um, aspect during this time that we're we're living through now mm. 
is incredibly yeah, tough for yeah, people. Yeah. And we see that every day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah. I, I just love the vision, Troy, you know, and why that you're doing this, um, just wearing, the having the word sober out there. I see, you know, you've got lots of social media going on. And I think every time I see it, I'm wondering who's gonna see that and be inspired today, or even ask a question, maybe stop and think a little bit. And so as you, as you think about what it means to be sober, um, what's it been like for you? Because it is, there's a reason that you're doing this and part is to help people as well as yourself. And uh, the two can happen at the same time. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. part of the way God works. It's really cool. Um, but for you, what, what's what been the difference in life before getting sober and after? What are some of this, just for people to get a sense of how important and significant this is? Well, you know, being a lifelong journey and, and you know, to be completely transparent, and I've put my story out there. Um, you know, I started drinking when I was 14 years old. And the very first time I remember I took a drink, um, finding a relief in my brain. Mm. And at that time I was only, you know, I could only think like a 14 year old would think. So at that time I was, it brought me a sense of calmness that I, that I didn't have, that I really guess I was looking for. I'm not, I can't really, it's hard to describe, but as, and, and one thing about an addiction is, and especially an alcohol addiction, it's not something that happens immediately. It's a gradual thing that could mm. happen. And this, I've heard this repeated over and over again. You know, people would say, you know, I'm not the typical person that you would see to think that they're an alcoholic or have a problem with alcohol because a lot of it is um, private. Mm. So a lot of people will do it by themselves or um, will do a little bit before they go out with other people or they might do it after they're with people, things like that. So there's a lot of, um, running around and hiding and that, that type of thing. But so what it, what happened for me was my life was living, eventually became living in chaos because I wasn't truthful to myself and I wasn't truthful to my family. I wasn't truthful to my friends. And when you don't have that truthfulness in you and you're trying to escape and you don't have the skills really to, um, talk about it with other people, I was ashamed, very ashamed. Mm. I was just scared to admit. I didn't want people knowing that I had this issue. I um, I didn't really even think that I really had an issue till someone brought it to my attention, you know. And when I took a deep dive into it, I I was first of all scared because I knew deep down that I was not in a good place mm. with it. And um, so life then was chaos. It was mm. always living on the edge mm. of nervousness of, mm -hmm. am I going to get caught today? It's like a bit of a secret life that people didn't secret know. Secret life. This. It's yeah, living, is it hard, is absolutely hard. living a dual yeah. life. It yeah. is living. And then, and I've heard many people that I've been in therapy with talk about it, living mm -hmm. this dual life of um, what, what people outside your house might see and what people inside your house might mm -hmm. see, or sometimes not even the people inside your house will see. Mm -hmm. And when you're not truthful to yourself, um, that creates more anxiety. And then when you drink, um, that brings anxiety on itself because alcohol does that. It brings anxiety to people. So it was just living on the edge. I worked a ton. So I would, I used it as a, a stress relief in my early years. Like I'm talking, you know, 10, 15 years yeah. ago. And so life was really, really, really tough. It was, um, I had a deep, deep depression that I was in in about 2009, 2010, and I woke up one evening um, from my sleep and I was I was crying and I mm. couldn't figure out why. And my wife asked me, what, mm. what's wrong? 
I said, I don't know. I just don't know what's going on with me. I'm mm -hmm. not happy in anything. Nothing's bringing me joy in my life. I'm not happy being a husband. I'm not happy being a father. I'm not mm -hmm. happy just in general things like sports mm -hmm. didn't become yeah. that important yeah. to me anymore. I love sports. Yeah. I'm passionate about sports and everything just was not, was yeah. just dull. You got a great life going on, but you're not feeling it. I just wasn't feeling yeah. it. And um, so, you, you know, and it brings a lot of shame because I know that there's the tools in my life that I should have had. I have my faith in God. Mm. You know, why didn't I turn to God to, or turn to somebody and mm -hmm. talk about it? Was the shame. It was, it just, I felt so bad about myself. Mm. And then when you start feeling bad about yourself, it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. And then when you try to, to stop and you fail and you fail and you fail, you become, you see yourself as a failure. I'm mm. never going to get over this. I'm not good enough. Uh, I'm not worthy. Um, mm. All these really, mm -hmm. really negative things. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. prior to getting, really making that commitment this past October 5th, um, it was living that dual life and it's just um, really, really hard. And mm -hmm. I, I can't, it's hard to, ver to articulate, yeah. to be honest with you, yeah. Jamie, yeah. because if you haven't gone through it, um, it's hard to put into words. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. I know that is prior to that, my life felt like chaos. Mm -hmm. It felt like when I would come home, was afraid to get caught because I was going to do, doing something I knew I shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. And I was ashamed of myself. And there's a saying in AA, um, on the coins even, it says, to thine own self be true. Mm. And that's a slogan that I use. I have a card that I keep in my truck and it has 10 reasons if I have a craving or I have a situation where I get frustration and I get to anger. When I get to anger, then I usually self-medicate through alcohol. That's what, what my pattern was. Mm. Frustration, anger, drink. Yeah. And that was a pattern throughout my whole life. Um, but so but having these tools... Um, you know, and the number one thing was to thine thine own self be true. So mm. when I I was just fooling myself yeah. all this time. Yeah. Until I got honest with myself, um, it wasn't it wasn't gonna change. And that until that day, um I took that to heart, things changed and it's been awesome since mm. oh, you know, it's funny that I just I can yeah. feel a different energy coming off you. I yeah. you talk about that before and after. Um, what happened on that day? Like what, 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 what turned the corner for you where, cause you've been struggling this yeah. for, for throughout your life in many ways, but especially since 2014, when you, you kind of know, I got some issues here yeah. and trying, but didn't quite get there. What, what happened? Yeah. What happened to turn that corner for you? Well, I had a bad day okay. on October 4th. Yeah. So, um, I, I was out, I was golfing with some friends and um, th those guys know my issues and they sure. watch out for me. So I yeah. don't indulge around them. And again, of course, sneaking around on the way home, um, I stopped off. And so the okay. next day um, had, there was a conversation in the house yep. about it. And um, actually that evening um, on October 4th, there was a conversation and I texted one of my friends who's um, a family member, um, is an alcoholic. And and I have a chat with my buddies and I said, guys, I really have messed up. I can't mm. continue to live like this anymore. Mm. And my friend reached out um, to my wife and said, uh, I really think Troy needs to go to a treatment center. This is the only way I've seen wow. it work in yeah. the past. And we had that discussion on October 5th and uh, I did. So yeah. it, I didn't go into a treatment center. I you know, I'll, I, 
I found a program through William Osler, the local hospital. Yeah. And they offered a program, um, a day outpatient program, which was, I was too nervous to go away. I, I had a lot going on um, that to go away would have put more stress on sure. my life, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So I found that program and um, through that program um, really changed my life. And it was really getting honest with myself. That's mm. what changed. What okay. changed was my mindset changed to, I'm going to do it for everybody else. Mm. To, I'm going to do it for me. Mm. You, and you are worthy of doing I'm this worthy. for I had to get selfish yeah. about yeah. it yeah. because I could, I, I, really didn't yeah. do it for me. I just did it yeah. like everything else yeah. in my life. I was kind of doing yeah. for other people yeah. and yeah. not for myself. And then you can keep fooling them and, and not, you can right? Fool, but, but you it, can't fool yourself. No, exactly. Wow, Troy. You can't that's fool yourself. Huge. So that's yeah. what it was. So I made that commitment. And um, so since then, I'm actually today 122 days sober. I'm going to be on October, on Saturday. I'm going to be four months wow. until I had a drink. God. Now, Praise I've God. had times when I've, I've gone stretches, but I've never gone this long. Yeah. Um, and I didn't set a date in the past because I failed so many times. I feared failing. Okay. And I don't like failing. So um, <laughs> I, I didn't set yeah. a date. And that was the number, that was an important thing okay. too, is actually okay. setting a date and um, putting it down, remembering it, telling people, mm -hmm. being accountable for it. Yeah. And, um, and learning the techniques of how to, first of all, talk mm -hmm. because... I didn't like talking because mm -hmm. when I talked, I had to talk badly, not badly about myself, but I had to reveal things about myself that I wasn't proud of and I wasn't happy about. Mm. And to be honest with you, I didn't think a lot of, about a lot of this stuff until later in life when it, you know, we had a discussion in our house that this needed to change. And at an age, you know, I was, you know, middle aged at the time, I'm 54 now. So this is, you know, I was what, 47 yeah. at the time, yeah. not thinking I'm going to be talking about this stuff about my childhood, about yeah. things that brought fear into my life. Um, you know, the, the, how I interpreted the world at that age. Mm -hmm. Not everyone would have interpreted it the same, but that's mm -hmm. how I interpreted it. Mm -hmm. and that's another thing I had to uh, understand is that, you know, my mom and dad were absolutely loving, great, mm -hmm. phenomenal mm -hmm. people. So when people hear that I've had this struggle, they think, well, man, you grew up in a great house, you mm. had great parents, you know, you had all the, everything provided to you. And that's where um, having an addiction, it doesn't matter where, yeah. who's your parents, where you grew up, it, it, it can affect mm -hmm. people in different mm -hmm. ways. So it's yeah. an individual thing yeah. as well. Yeah. And I had to accept that as, because I was, again, brought back to the shame. I didn't mm. want to disappoint my parents. I didn't want to go to them and tell them I was having these issues. Okay. I didn't want to admit to my friends um, the day that I spoke with you about it, I was, um, <laughs> dumbfounded. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I came mm -hmm. to you with my wife and we talked about I it remember. and I'm yeah. sure you remember that day. Absolutely. Yeah. It was hard yeah. to admit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're. I'm feeling like I'm going to get emotional. I'm holding it together here okay. because yeah, well, the reason is can. because I'm, you think about how it was and how hard it was. Yeah. But I can smile now because yeah. I know that I've come through and because I've gone through all this, I know that God has a plan for me to mm. use all of that time mm. now yeah. to help other people. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's what gives me joy mm. is to know that it's not all for naught. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a reason now I can see yeah. and I can breathe and I can be in the moment Amazing. and say, okay, God, how are you going to use me now yeah. 
for all of these times that I've had these struggles, mm. help others. Amazing, Troy. To be, Amazing. You know, to be that, you know, servant leader, I guess, yeah. to go yeah. out and figure it out. And that's what sober's about. That's so cool. That's yeah, so cool. That's really what it's about. You've you mentioned your faith a few times, and yeah. and um, what what role has your faith, your relationship with God, played in in all of this? Not, not I mean, I think there's got to be peace to having the courage to test, step out and try something new like this. It's amazing. You're putting yourself out there. It's awesome. Um, I'm sure scary time, you know. But but even the whole journey towards becoming sober. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where what role has God played in in all that for you? Well, it goes back to years even when I was younger. Yeah. So it starts when I was young because, um, to be honest with you, um, growing up in the church, I grew up the first Sunday, I'm sure that I was born and alive. I was taken <laughs> to church. And yeah. I, I grew up in the church. And for me, um, I felt a lot of guilt and shame growing mm. up because how I interpreted the world was, you know, there was a certain way to um, live and there was a certain standard to live. And we, you know, it was more a little bit of a legalistic background sure, yeah. in my, in my fam, yeah. you know, my history. So I struggled with that. I did, I really struggled with that. And that's where a lot of my anxiety came because mm. I wanted, I guess my DNA is to try and mm. achieve, try to be the best that I can be. And when I failed, I guess at a young age and I saw this, I guess subconsciously it became an issue. So, um, yeah, so it, it it's a very it's a very strange relationship that I've had mm-hmm. with my faith from a young person till today. Um, but again, I look back and I see now I interpreted it in a certain way, and I could only interpret it. Now, what I've learned through my therapy is you can only cope at the age that you are. Mm. So my coping skills at five, ten, fifteen changed. So we did an exercise of going back and envisioning yourself at that age and and how you coped with life and what you did. So I've been able to let go of all of that stuff, of all those fears, of all those things, to understand now that God was with me the whole time. I was the one who interpreted it um, Mm. a little bit different, and I was a little bit hard on myself, Mm. and I didn't have the grace that I know that God Mm. came and Jesus came to give to us. Mm. And I, I want people to know that because I know some people probably felt the same thing of growing up and feeling guilty, and I, I haven't, you know, I didn't live up to what I should have been doing, yeah. and things, things like that. Yeah. And you start questioning, and that's part of faith is questioning what's going on and and what you've you've been taught and things like that. So my personal relationship with God and with Jesus um, has never been stronger, mm. and the reason is because now I understand that I am worthy. God right on. created me for a purpose. Jesus came to forgive me. And when I accepted that and understand that, I don't have to, there's, as we say, Ron, mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do to make God love me anymore. Mm. Or there's nothing that I can do to be worthy of his love. And understanding that now is really freeing mm. because it allows me to be me, mm. Troy, not trying to be the Troy that everybody else I think wants. I can be me for who I am Mm. and all my warts and all my failures, um, you know, all my failings. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what um, I've learned over the past, you know, decade. Mm -hmm. And that's helped. And, you know, coming here, to be honest with you, with NBC and, and, you know, a place where you can belong before you believe. I mm. when And I did believe, it's just I needed to get back on mm-hmm. track. And I kind of disappeared from my faith for a little while. Mm. 
And um, so I'm so grateful um, to be a part of this community and 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 allowing to be me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm I'm super super grateful for the people in this mm-hmm. community who know me, yeah. know what I've gone through, and still love me. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of us, and I'm now now it's my turn yeah. to cry. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Troy. Yeah. This, uh, that's awesome, and and. Um, it's amazing how far you have come and God has brought you and you can just see it and you can hear it in your voice as you, as you talk about this. And yeah, yeah. thanks for sharing. Really this. freeing. Yeah. 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 That word free really, really caught me as you were, as you were talking for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the sober athletic wear business, mm-hmm. um, what about that piece? How did your faith help you step out and get that going? And, and was this something that, you know, we talk about God leading us or guiding us or having that sense of direction with our life. Was that part of this for you? And if so, how did that happen? Absolutely. I mean, I, I had sat on this idea a little bit and, uh, I don't know, was it, I don't, I can't picture the day, the exact day, but it was like, yeah. God said to me, Troy, you got to do it, mm. do it because it's going to change someone's life by yeah. you doing this. And it's going to change your life too, because you need it. You need to step out in faith and let people know your story um, and to be able to give back and, and have a, a business that, um, yes, it's about revenue, 100% businesses are about revenue. There's no two ways about yep. it. Having said that, the revenue that comes, the more that comes, the more yeah. that goes back. What do you do with that right? revenue? What do you do exactly. with that revenue, yeah. right? There is costs that are associated to, um, you know, marketing and mm-hmm. administrative and time and things like that, 100%. But money, unfortunately, Fortunately or unfortunately is one of the bottom lines that helps people mm. and that allows people to go into treatment or it allows, mm-hmm. as you say, you know, letting a helping hand up mm-hmm. for people, you know, and that's really um, what's behind it. And I just love business. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm a business guy. Yeah. That's just what I've done. I've been yeah. in sales my whole life and I, I enjoy it. I love the creative process. I love coming up with the, yeah. the logo. Um, I love doing the social media. I'm learning more and more as I go. Um, you know, I didn't grow up in a time where there was even a social media, let alone I don't think I had a cell phone to the year 2000 mm-hmm. and, you know, things like this. So, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit late to the party, but I've learned, I've, you know, I'm through business and my my normal full-time job doing uh, social media. Now, having said that, I know what to do. I'm just not sure how to do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know the ideas of how to put it together. Sometimes I need people to help me as far as implementing sure. or going yeah. in the back into a dashboard yeah. of a website or giving me things like that's yeah, where yeah. I need a little bit of help and strength. But um, I know what to do. Yeah. The uh, application of it is a little bit challenging yeah, sometimes, yeah. but it's been fun to learn. I spent tons of time on YouTube watching <laughs> videos on how to do it. Yeah. I set up my own website through Shopify and went through all the tutorials on how to do that, how to get all my product on there, you know, the shipping arrangements and all of that's been Mm -hmm. challenging. So it's been a very um, slow, and and to be honest with you, I've had times of doubt too. Sure, yeah. There's times where I've said, you know, am I doing this and I'm wasting my, do people even care about Mm. this logo? I'm not sure. But then their stories come back. I have people send me an email. Hey, I have some friends from high school. One guy was a, a hockey player. He said, I was in the American Hockey League and some someone gave me OxyContin because I had an injury and I became addicted to mm. uh, OxyContin. Um, people talking about mental health with their families and uh, people who have shared and people in, in our community yeah. um, 
there's someone in our community who came to me and, and told me about this program, Addiction Services with William Osler. And that person um, changed my life because she told me about it. Mm. And I'm eternally grateful for her for doing that. So just sharing your story, people will come out and yeah. reach out and 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 talk to you about things and and you can move forward from um, sharing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you're fighting through the doubts, eh? Because you know, let, yeah. let's let's get real about that. Like every time we start something new, especially something of this magnitude, you know, we, it seems like one of, you know we say yeah. it seemed like a good idea at the time. Like we yeah. all have those moments, right? Like and and because it's hard, it, it takes time. And and so, what would be your words of encouragement to someone that maybe maybe someone is listening or watching this today, and they've been thinking about doing something um, for some time, and or maybe they're part way. In and they also are doubting whether it was the right thing to do or is it going to work or it doesn't matter. I mean, I love how you just come back to the why. Like we, you know, when we come back to why we're doing something, right. we can we can work through a lot of challenge. And that, that, those kinds of emails, those stories come back to you. Troy, I pray that they keep coming because you know they're out there. We don't always hear them, but I pray that you keep they keep coming to hear them so that you can remember why you've been led to, to do this. But what would be yeah. just a few words of encouragement or or advice at this point in the game for those that might be thinking about trying something like this in a in a different way? Yeah, yeah, and I think it comes to if it's on your mind a lot, there's a reason it's on your mind. Mm. Um, there's a seed planted in there somewhere. Um, so first of all, I would say is, you know, get a plan. First of all, don't just go into it too blindly. I mm -hmm. mean, if you got, you got to get a plan and you got to have a, a vision of what you want to yeah. do. Um, so, you know, kind of do a mission statement and, and, and make sure that you have a passion for it. Because if you don't have a passion, um, you'll burn out on it quick and you'll yeah. move on to something else probably. So if you're passionate about it, it's on your mind, um, make sure that you're doing something that's within uh, a budget that you're comfortable with too, because that can be very stressful if you you know, go to the bank and you take out a loan and it's something that's quite significant. So I I found a way to to start a business at a level that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And I found a process through um, e-commerce that's uh, comfortable for me. And I, I don't have to have inventory. I use um, some apps um, that um, suppliers will pr provide a product for me. They produce it for me. They'll ship it for me. Cool. I have um, an online um, system to pay. So all of that's done automatically. And so it's, for me, that's what's been um, a comfortable yeah. way to do it. And and it's allowed me to start at a point. I First of all, I did some research too, and I reached out to some people who are mm. doing um, similar things with uh, other uh, charities. So mm -hmm. um, there's a, a guy that runs a, a thing called TenFed. So they uh, feed, every time you buy something, they equate enough money to feed 10 people. Hmm. Now, it's a, with an organization. I'm not sure. It's in Peterborough. I forget the name of it. But yeah. I called him and I said, I'm thinking of doing this. And he gave me some advice on nice. how to go about it. Yeah. So I would reach out to people too. If you have any questions on how to do it or how to move forward, um, look for a mentor or look for somebody that's similar yeah. in business to move forward. But I think it's the number one thing is you got to have a passion. I would say the second thing is to make sure that you have a, a mission as well and and it's funny, um, someone gave me a book, Jim Christian gave me a book, and it's, it's about the who uh, is going to help you and not mm, the how. When mm -hmm. you get focused on the how, yeah. it's very overwhelming. Yeah. But you, when you figure out the who's yeah. in your life that can help you move wow. forward, um, it was a great, great yeah. book that Ask he gave who me. Not. Ask who, not how. 
ask yeah. who not how yeah. that's the one well even your examples about yeah. website and social media like you don't have to know how to do it all you like you said i just know i need to do this we got to do this right and you can look for people who can help you with it i'm still looking experts. for people to yeah. help me with that. i mean i yeah. do what i can do the best that i can but yeah. i am ready to go to the next nice. level nice so i'm really looking for people to yeah. um um find yeah. yes i don't yeah. know how to how well, else hey, to put it but let's I'm, close with this i got yeah. a rapid fire before we close sure. but let's how but before that how can people help you how, you know what what do you what do you need um how can people find you uh just a little bit about that yeah yeah sure well you can always i mean my website is soberathleticwear.com i've cool. actually started uh two more brands since um uh, i started in uh, november of 2019 i think i was yeah. i was started my business so i just launched a coffee it's called sober up coffee <laughs> nice. so I'll play on words that's great and uh, the slogan is you don't have to be sober to drink sober up <laughs> because uh so it's a coffee i have 21 blends uh that i'm selling and uh so it's an online business and it's at soberupcoffee.com i started another brand called the Strug, so it's a play on the words of the struggle mm. so the struggles in people's lives so i wanted to have another brand that people could wear if they weren't comfortable wearing sober mm. so the shrug is about you know people have struggles in their lives could be addiction could yeah. be whatever it is that they're going through so um i'm thinking of doing a podcast called the shrug so i'm looking for, nice. for help with the podcast i'm looking for help with social media um maybe website somebody knows how to help me boost up my website i mean i have an okay website but i, th I have some ideas that i don't really know yeah. how to do uh fantastically quite yet and uh, so it's very, it's, it's hard to have a full-time job, do this on the yeah. side, you know, and to have a family and, and yeah. you know what it's like, right? Life yeah, is real you're busy. You're doing tons, man. It'll come. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's slow. And, and, yeah. but you know what? Yeah. At the same time, you know, I've been doing a lot of podcasting with people. I have two set up that I'm coming up, well, obviously today yeah. is one. Yeah. And then I have a couple coming up in the next couple of weeks that I'm doing as well. So getting out and I'm meeting people around North America I uh, just did a podcast with a guy, I got to meet a guy, uh, his name's Monte Ball. He was uh, running back for the Wisconsin Badgers. He got drafted by the uh, uh, Broncos. He's an addict. He played football for about a year and a half and lost it all because wow. of his addiction. Wow. So he has a podcast called Untapped Keg and I was on there. And so you meet kind of cool people yeah, that way, right? So now sure. I have a contact with uh, with him and we're doing some stuff together. Um, and the more people that I talk to and podcast with and reach out and through social media, um, there's kind of a odd, um, not odd, but a, uh, like a subculture of yeah. the sober world and, yeah. and uh, recovery world. And um, so like I'm actually kind of becoming a little bit of an influencer yeah. in that area, That's you know? Awesome, Troy. So it's kind of cool that you're getting recognized and that yeah, and it's fun. It's, and it, and again, it comes back to, yeah. it's really healing yeah. for me to get out yeah. there and talk about it with people and share and, you know, you can send somebody a tweet of encouragement. Like I follow all kinds of people that are going through these struggles yeah. and um, they'll post how many days sober there are. Or they'll, they'll just say, hey, guys, there's a thing called recovery posse. It's a hashtag mm. recovery posse or ODAT one day at a time. Mm. And those two hashtags people will tag and we encourage each other online. You know, mm. having a bad day. Yeah. Hey, you can do it. Yeah. Stay strong. Remember this, remember that, people sending advice. So that's cool. Yeah, it's um, that's it's awesome. been really uh, a lot of fun. And I, I'm really looking forward to the future with it because yeah. um, I'm hoping to transition to this um, as I move on in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, kind of get out well, of the full time you know, world of working and moving yeah. into this as I 
you know, right work off at this, into the sunset. This. Oh, <laughs> later in life, yeah. like it's it's yeah, it's it's hard work, and yeah, and there's a long road ahead still. You know, yeah. a lot of things need to happen, but they will. I love that you said yes. I love that God led you to say yes to this. I'm I'm thinking, imagine sitting here and you know, well, you wouldn't be sitting here if you hadn't done this. Absolutely you know, not. and 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 good for you, man. That's that's so inspiring. That's so inspiring. Oh. Hey, let's end with this little rapid fire. Yeah. What's the uh, good news around best thing happening in your in your in your life, in your family, in your home? Yeah. Right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, this is going to sound ridiculous, but we're doing Wordle like crazy right now in our house. So it's like a competition every day of who can get the word, right? That's, That's one little fun thing that we're doing. But um, just, you know, even through the whole pandemic, yeah. just being together, yeah. um, you know, we've all had challenges because, you know, yeah. cohabitating in the house for this long is just challenging yeah. as a yeah. family, you know, yeah. the way it is. Yeah. But um, really became closer and especially with the girls the yeah. girls my two daughters um it's it's great and they're getting uh, older to a point uh, now where they're almost young adults and yeah. uh and it's just real fun so that's what's that's going on cool. it's, it's, yeah away. it's that's really awesome. great yeah what about your neighborhood and community what's the best thing going on there oh man um i would say you know just kind of reaching out through um this business too of yeah. making connections like i've made connections with um Margaret Duffy Wallace, I don't know. Yeah. We know her with a connection with the church. Yeah, so we've been doing some things together and um, really looking for, she has a thing um, that she does uh, better together as one. And so we might be doing something with that and raising money and um, working together in the mental health aspect and addiction. She's, yeah. you know, worked with people with um, uh, their health and mind, body, spirit type thing. Yeah. So, you know, little fun little things like that. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. You know, yeah. we, we've been talking a little bit about that. Um, in our community where I live, um, just seeing people out and it's really cool to, that everyone's kind of chipping in together. Yeah, yeah. Even out today, just shoveling, today it yeah, snowed. Yeah. Um, people out, you know, snow blowing the other guy's driveway yeah. or talking and chatting. So it's, uh, I think uh, the pandemic has really brought people together in the sense that they know that you need that connection with Absolutely. others. So we're outside yeah. chatting a lot more than we used to, for yeah. sure, when yeah. we're all going to work and kind of waving as we leave and waving as we get home and going about our lives. Everyone's working from home, so we're seeing each other that's, quite a bit. Uh, that's yeah. cool. That's and we got a dog too, so we're walking every day. So <laughs> there's a whole out. different world in the dog world. You meet all kinds of people in the neighborhood <laughs> I never great. thought I'd ever meet before. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, yeah. last one. Best yeah. thing happening in the world? In the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, for me, it was um, when George Floyd mm. got murdered. Mm. Man, did that impact me so mm -hmm. much. And um, mm -hmm. seeing... Um, the world really just yeah. kind of standing up and saying like, this is yeah. an atrocity that cannot go unnoticed. Right on. And the social justice aspect, uh, you know, like yep. it happened in America, right? In Minnesota. And look what happened here just in our own community. I went to the Black Lives Matter um, rally that happened soon after that. But it wasn't just here. It was all over the place, in yeah. Europe. And, yeah. all, you know, so I think in the world... Um, for me, that was really impactful um, over the past while. Just to know that, you know, we really need to be conscious of of what's going on in our society and what mm. what um, has happened in the past has been brought forward. And has it really changed all that much mm. um, from you know the you know fifties, sixties when, when mm -hmm. the civil rights movement happened? And it's shameful to think that it hasn't really changed significantly mm -hmm. enough that mm -hmm. we don't even have to, we have these kind of discussions or mm -hmm. there is this uh, brutality that's mm -hmm. happening and that we we don't focus on, we don't know about. So we're learning about mm -hmm. all these things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, that's great. And yeah. for me, that social aspect um, 
really hit home for me over yeah. this this time. So yeah. I would say in the world for me is that consciousness of of um, moving forward as a people um, and equal, equally. So uh, true has been yeah. you know pretty impactful yeah. for me. I think that's a great yeah. response. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks so much. Well, Troy, thanks uh, for being on the Good News Podcast today, Super man. Happy to be here. Man. Oh, I love yeah. it. And um, friends, if you are inspired by Troy's story, please reach out to him. Maybe you're his new social media help and support, or you can help him with his website, or even even go on and and purchase something. It's a great gift. I know I've uh, used some of Troy's stuff uh, for gifts for my family and friends, and they love it. People love it because it's spreading a good message. People recognize that it's making a difference and uh, supporting a, a guy like Troy who's starting something really, really awesome. So thanks, Troy. Thanks, everyone, for being with us on the Good News Podcast. Hope to see you again soon. God bless you. Well, thanks so much for Troy. He he just nailed some stuff that's, I, I know for me, it was so important to be aware of and to be reminded of that when people suffer from addiction, that there's often other things going on deep within them that are part of their history, part of their journey that's led to those addictions, that addictions can come in a variety of, of forms. Uh, Troy has done so much work on this. It was really helpful to hear from him today. I hope that you were inspired. I hope that you were encouraged. And uh, as we you know, go our way, maybe that we also can recognize that all of us can find ways to help people. And Troy, in this case, He's created a new business. It's, it's called Sober Athletic Wear. So if nothing else, head over to Troy's website, order some clothing for some friends and family and help spread a message of hope that God wants people to be healthy, to be sober, to live a full and deep and rich life. Friends, thanks again for joining us. Next week, you're gonna love it, man. We're gonna go into a story, an inspiring story with Lexi Black on how she went from not being a runner to running marathons and doing it really well. We're gonna break it down and just hear how did that even happen? Hope you can join us. Friends, thanks so much for joining us. God bless you.